What's up, everybody? Welcome to Neighborly Discourse. This is Billy. How are you all doing today? I hope great. No Steve today. Um, busy weekend, busy week. Liam turned 13. So, you know, we had the big party this weekend. Uh, his birthday was yesterday. So all that stuff going on. My mom had something going on, so the kids are home this week. So no, say no recording here. You know, she's going to hear this and laugh. Because a few weeks ago, I talked about her taking days off, making my dad unable to watch the kids because she's home. And she said she's going to come on here and defend herself. And I don't think I said anything wrong, but... She said she's going to come out here and defend herself because she doesn't take random days off. She doesn't come home and make, you know, the old man not watch the kids except for the fact that she 100% does. Whether a valid reason or not, because I had said she just picks some random day out of a hat and says, Oh, I'm taking off and, you know, your dad can't watch the kids. So she had a, she had a procedure done, rotator cuff. She had to take time off of work. So she's home. So, you know, the old man can can take after her. All right, understandable. It went from two days to a possible third day to a full week. So she was supposed to have her, her procedure on a Thursday for Thursday, Friday, and weekend to recover. They moved it to a Monday, Tuesday, which is fine. And so I kept telling her, I said, so you're going to throw me this random day out there. No, I'm not. The doctor said two days. But then she started laughing. Well, may, maybe Wednesday. I'm like, just tell me Wednesday. No, because it's, it's maybe. I go, just tell me Wednesday. You know, you're going to wake up Tuesday morning. And be like, you know what? I don't want the kids here on Wednesday. So just tell me. You laugh it off. And that was it. And that, let's say that was a Saturday. Uh, of last week, let's say it's Saturday. She calls. She tells me on Monday. She calls me and she's hysterically laughing. And I'm like, "What the hell is so funny? Like, why are you calling me and start laughing? Like, what's so funny?" She's like, "They moved my appointment from." So here's what happened. I'm sorry, I, I rambled for a minute. So she has a procedure scheduled for a Monday. Excuse me, scheduled for a. Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday. She has a procedure scheduled for a Thursday, Friday to recover on the weekend. So we're all good to go. Get someone to cover your kids those two days. No problem. I take a day off from work. Amy takes a day off. No problem. She calls and tells me the week before the doctor moved my appointment to the following Monday. I go, really? Monday? You know, so here comes. So what random day do you need now? You need a Wednesday, right? No, it's just a two days. So that's what started it. So, okay. She tells me she just needs those a couple days. And then a couple days after that, she calls me laughing. What's so funny? I, I'm, I don't take random days. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, why are you laughing? What are you talking about? Like, what is going on? And she tells me, well, the doctor said something about a Friday. I go, what does that have to do with Monday, Tuesday? She's like, he's something about Friday. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need the whole week. I go, really? And she's laughing and she's a nervous person anyway. 
And she's like, I, I had a, I, I didn't even want to tell you. I, it took me all morning to call you up. I said, why? She goes, because you, because of how you are. What do you mean how I am? How I'm right? How some random thing came up and you went from two days to a possible third day to a whole five days? I wasn't joking. I'm not trying to be mean. I was dead on accurate. You know? And she tells me, she's I waited all morning to call you. You know, I go, listen, for all the crap I give people, it's very simple. If you tell me you can't watch my kids, there's nothing I can do about that. You can't watch them. That's fine. If I think your reasoning is BS, I'm going to tell you, hey, you're full of it. Don't, don't, you just don't want to watch the kids. Don't tell me you have X, Y, and Z to do. I know you're lying. You know, and... But if you tell me you can't watch them, there's nothing I can do. I have no power in this situation. But I will always voice my, you know, unapproval, what bothers me about it. Joking or otherwise, I'm still going to say something. And that's something I tell Amy here. We get into a little dust stuff from time to time. She's And I, and I reply back to whatever her comment is. She's like, why, why are you getting mad? You always say to speak up. I go, yeah, always speak up, but I'm always going to reply. That's where people fail to realize these things. Just because you tell someone to speak up, speak their mind, don't expect them not to say something back. They're just telling you, you can say whatever you want. You know, I tell people that you can say whatever you feel, I'm going to respond. So you might as well say what you have to say, because I have something to say. You know, I want this to be fair, and I want you to understand, like, I'm not trying to be a dictator. I'm not trying to be a pain in the ass. I'm going to say something if it bothers me. I'm trying to make it light and joking. You know, I don't want anyone to ever feel bad, but I'm going to say something. And if you do feel bad, then that's a you problem. So, you know, I have to get on the side checks. I'm actually a very nice guy. Um, but, you know, she's laughing and telling me she had to take these five days off. And so now when she gets back in, you know, up and running, I'm going to bring her in here and she can defend herself as to where I was wrong when just less than a month ago, I go, you take random days off, you somehow throw another day in there and it happens. So I want to know where where I was wrong and how she's going to defend herself. She's also told me how mean I've been lately. She didn't raise me this way. I don't think anything I say and do is bad. I honestly don't. I'm very upfront, very direct. I'm almost never rude. I I voice my opinion, but I I never try to be rude. I never try to be disrespectful. But I will not. I will not let someone say something stupid. That's, that's the wrong. That's the wrong term. I will not say. I will not let someone say something to me, with the intention of trying to hurt my feelings or, or just say like a smart ass remark. Like I give you a heads up. Okay, quit while you're ahead. You know, let's stop now. And if you choose not to, I have a saying: if you choose to break the rules, you choose to accept the consequences. So I give you a heads up, stop with your crap. You, you got your couple jabs, in, and, I, and I always give two or three jabs, always. Always. Because for a lack of a better term, we're speaking purely verbally, I don't believe in fighting fair. 
So I'll give you a heads up. Okay, you said your piece. Do you feel better? You know, do your thing. But if you take that third shot, I'm going to fire back at you. And I promise what I'm going to say, it's it's very, it's very intended to hurt your feelings. And I've always gotten like uh, arguments with Amy about this, even my mom from time to time. You're so mean, you're so this. I'm like, listen, if I'm mad at you and we're fighting, why? I'm not going to say, oh, man, you're, you look great on that dress. Your hair looks beautiful. No, my when I'm pissed and I'm mad and my and my my desire is to make you upset and to hurt your feelings, that's what I'm going to do. And and some people never understood that. Why do you want to do that? I don't want to do it. I've given you every reason to shut up and stop stop talking crap to me. I've given you every opportunity to stop. If you don't want to, that's what am I to do? Let you keep f- taking shots at me? You get two. Then I'm going to fire back at you. I'm going to go into the vault. Everything you've ever told me through your entire life is coming back at you. And I've always said this. Just keep your secrets to yourself. You know? I say things to people because it's not going to offend me if you're coming back at me. I've said this before. You know, you can talk about my kids, my parents, my sister. I don't care. It doesn't who the, People who get offended by words, it's because the words are true. That's what it means, in my opinion, which is probably right. If you're offended by words, it means what the person is saying about you or your family is something you feel about yourself or feel about your family. So if someone says, oh, no, your your sister's an idiot. Okay, cool. I don't think she is, so it doesn't bother me. You know? You're fat. You're, I mean, tell me about it, bro. I'm up, I'm up like 250 right now. I've never been here before. You know, you're not going to hear my feelings with words. There's nothing. There's literally nothing, literally nothing you could say that will hurt my feelings. You know what I mean? Like, I don't sound like, like a dick, but it's true. You know, it's they're, they're just words. I remember seeing people growing up, young kids, even adults, you know. They said, what about my mom? They said, what about my sister? They said, what about my dad my kids? I'm a man. You don't say that to me. Like, Huh? How, that's not. I've never. That's never registered with me. How can someone say something to get you riled up? No, I can say it to people and rile them up, but it can't. It doesn't happen to me. I know the power of words. I know they're just words. I know sticks and stones will break your bones, and words will never hurt you. And I fully believe that. But unfortunately, nowadays people are hurt by words. You know, I don't know, man. It's just. You, you can't do it. You can't hurt my feelings with words at all. You know, and again, I, I've got, I forgot where we got with this, but I'm, oh yeah, my mom's like, oh, you're mean. You heard me in the podcast. Who raised you this way? You know, saying like, I don't want to be around people. What if people hear that? Well, I hope they hear it. I'm talking into a microphone and I'm, and I'm putting it on the internet. I hope people hear it. Again, I'm not trying to be rude or, 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 be, like, or be like a big tough guy, a macho man, a, a, a Twitter tough guy, a keyboard warrior. But I hope people hear it. I'm doing a podcast. I want people to listen. It's not the things I say on here are nothing anyone is not doesn't know about me. If you don't know, I don't like being around people. You've not paid attention to me in the last forty years. If you don't know, I prefer to be by myself most of the time. You don't know me. You know, I don't know what else to tell you. I've got my group of friends, my close family. That's how I roll. You know. I would never go out of my way to hurt someone's feelings. I would be sad if, you know, people passed away, all those things. 
the normal stuff. But, and I don't lose any sleep over things like that. I worry about my kids. That's pretty much it. You know, my dad said this for years and years and years, and I'm not necessarily jokingly, but I understand it. You know, the only people I need in my life are my kids. That's it. Everybody else, you know, so be it. And he doesn't go around being a dick to everybody and talking crap. But the kids are the most important thing. And as a parent, I understand that. I would never speak, you know, badly to Amy or my parents or stuff like that. My kids come first. There's no, there's no second. You know? And the fact like people say, well, you should specify. Why? Amy knows her importance in my life. My parents know their the importance they have in my life, my sister, my nephews, all that stuff. I don't have to go around saying it. They know it. My kids, however, they will hear it. They I want them to never question. I want them to never not know they're number one. You know? And I and I remember people saying, like, oh, you if you say that, you know, what if your your cousin or your aunt or someone hears it? Okay, I don't care if my parents hear it. My kids are number one. No one else comes close, you know? It's weird how people need to be, like, justified, and they feel like they have to let, you know, for, for, what, what do they say? Um, like, it's, it's, it's society, I guess. I really like this guy, but, you know, I'm not saying, you know, the so-and-so is not a good person. I just, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like, you have to preface a positive thing before you say a negative thing, you know? And it's a societal thing. You have to say it because, you know, we've, you've heard me many, many, many times. I'm responsible for what I say, not for what you hear. And I'm not perfect. I'm not. I ramble at times. I stutter at times. You know, it's what I do. I'm not perfect. I don't try to be. But, but what I do succeed at being and always succeed at being is being me. And I'm a pretty good guy. I'm someone you want in your corner. I'm not someone you don't want in your corner. I'm not one of those people that says, oh, you don't want me as an enemy. I don't care if, you know, if you're not in my life, you're not in my life. You know, and my mom's probably listening to this. What the hell is he saying? Why is he like that? I don't know, bro. It's just how it is, man. Should be happy. It means I'm always happy. If I'm not worried about anything around me going, you know, sideways, I'm not going to be unhappy. Except my, my focus, my life is about my kids. That's it. And this little mini can of Coke that I have in my hand right now. I don't really drink soda, but it's around the house, so I go for it. So that being said, I signed, we told, I've told you before, we signed Liam up for flag football. Last night was the first practice. So they do this tryout a couple weeks ago. They set out like six cones and like a, pretty much like a 10-yard like a out. The kids run the cone length in and out, the weaving out of the cones, and then do a, you know, a, a to the left, and they catch the ball. And that's it. That's how the tryout was. Okay, fine. So they do that, let's say, about two, three weeks ago. They come up and say, listen, we have four teams. We need two more coaches. I do not want to coach. You guys heard me say this before. I do not want to coach. I'm going to end up coaching his basketball team this season. I do not want to coach his football team. I want to watch my son play football as a parent, not as a coach critiquing what he does. I'm going to critique what he does as a parent, but it's going to come from a parent's side. Hey, good job, man. You know, way to go. Try this a little bit. But in-game coaching, I'm not going to be able to watch him. Oh, man, great throw. Oh, what a catch. I'm not going to be able to do that as a coach. I want to do it as a parent. That's why I do not want to coach. And no, this isn't going to be one of those we lead up, but now you're coaching. I'm not coaching his football team. 
So they call us up. We need volunteers. They point to me and like two other guys. Okay, fine, we'll go up. One guy says, my brother, my brother-in-law wants to coach. Because, but I, I'm not here. I live out of town. But my brother-in-law wants to coach, but he's not here. So they paired me with this guy to rate the kids. Okay. I rate the kids. Draft night for Liam's basketball, excuse me, for his football comes up. I go there. I see a guy. I said, hey, I think they're going to pair us together. I'll be your assistant. He goes, no, here's the situation. That guy volunteered his brother-in-law. His brother-in-law didn't want to coach, so he told me because we didn't know there was a coach, so I'm going to coach. And he's going to help me. I'm like, well, good. I don't got a coach then. He goes, no, no, no. My The, the other guy, his friend, he's only going to be here 20% of the time. I'm a firefighter. I'm going to be here maybe 70% of the time. So we'll, we'll need someone full time. So I'm thinking to myself, why the hell are you guys coaching then? If you're not going to be able to be here and give an hour of your time two nights a week, why are you volunteering to coach? So... I tell Amy this, and she goes, you're going to be upset because you don't, you don't like their style. You're going to want to coach. I said, no, no, no. I'm not going to want to coach. I don't care what these guys do. I'm not coaching. So we have a first practice last night. Uh, excuse me, Monday night. We go out there. I talk to the guys. They, they introduce themselves. They point to me. I'm standing in the back with the parents. Here's our third coach. I'm like, oh, hold on. Stop right there. I'm the backup when these guys aren't here. I'm a regular dude. I'm parenting. I'll step in when they when they need someone on the sideline, and that's what I and that's what I said. So, but practice starts at seven. The kids didn't throw or catch the first football till seven thirty-five, almost seven forty. What were you guys doing for forty minutes? You ask. Well, I'll tell you. This guy was giving his kumbaya speech about how we're there to have fun. His three most important things are respect, trying hard, and some other thing that he couldn't even remember, which when it's your three most important things you start your speech with and you can't remember the third, you're up there just talking. You have no conviction. So 30% of what he said, I'm 100% with. You try your best. You do. You hustle every time. You don't stop till the whistle blows. If the ref makes a call, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. We're the coaches. You're the players. You don't talk to the ref. That's on us. The exact same thing I tell the kids when I coach them basketball. My job is to talk with the ref. Your job is to play. You don't worry about anything else. If something goes nutty, you got to tell me. I'll let the referee know. So I'm with him with that. Now it's, uh, you know, my big thing is respect. You know, you're not going to tell your teammates that they suck. I agree. You're going to help them up. You're going to push them along. You're going to help them do better. I agree. You know, you know, again, respect. When you pull someone's flag, you're not going to throw it in the air. I agree with that. You're not going to put it on the ground. You're going to hand it back to that player. You're going to show you respect the process. Nope, that's incorrect. This is flag football. You pull the flag. You drop the flag so the ref knows where to mark the ball. You don't walk it back to the other team. You know, And I, I'm, I'm the guy that... If a kid falls on the ground, you don't reach your hand down, or the in, in general, you don't reach your hand down to help them up. You're on two different teams. You're not there, you know. You, if you didn't do it on purpose, throw an elbow to someone's head and knock them out, you have no reason to be by that person 
when they're injured. Get to your sideline, get to your team, and that's it. You know, that that's my philosophy. You're not helping anybody up. That's not for you to do. So he's giving this whole speech about respect. You respect the ref. You respect your parents. You respect all this stuff. I'm like, bro, you pull the flag, you drop the flag. That's all you have to do. Then he talks about, you know, we're, we're the coaches. You're the players. So you got you to gotta talk to us. Yes, coach. That's part of respect. All right, you know, acknowledge the coach in a positive manner. Okay, this yes coach or else attitude, no, nah, bro. You're not power tripping on some 10-year-olds because you want to hear yes coach. Take that somewhere else. You know, he's like, if I see you pull a flag and throw it down, you're sitting for the game. You know, if I hear you back talk us, you're sitting for the game. And I'm thinking to myself, no, my kid is not going to do that. You're not coming out here with your nonsense talking about yes coach or it's a sign of disrespect. Bullshit, dude. I paid the money. If my coach, if my kid is not being disrespectful, you're not going to not play him because he didn't yes coach you. Take that crap somewhere else. Not happening. And then he's like, you know, we're going to talk to your parents and we're going to verify and make sure you guys have good grades because, you know, life is about good grades. I agree with that. But, you know, if the grades aren't good, you know, you you can't be out here playing. You got to show, you know, we got to play six, six guys. We'll play six guys. No, you're not. I'm responsible for my kid. If he gets all Fs and I bring him to play football, he's playing football. You have no say in what I do with grades for my kid. I signed up them to, him to play football. He gets his ass out there. He plays football. Secondly, if you ask about grades, I'm going to tell you it's none of your business. You're, not a, you're, you're nobody. You know, I don't want to sound rude because I, I coach people. I coach kids also. But you're not going to worry about their grades if they're going to play or not. Like, I get the message you're trying to say. You're, it's all about working together as a team, doing the right thing in life. I get it. But that 45-minute speech of this kumbaya crap doesn't work. No, I'm not telling the kids grades. You're not going to sit them if a kid he knows says he got a D in a class. Oh, you know, that's, you know, grades are important. Yeah, for high school or for a school-sponsored game that requires grades. You get a check. That's what's required of me and my kid. So he's playing. And then it's this, you know, I, I've, been, I've been coaching for a few years. I don't know much about football. I'll learn as I go, but we're going to learn together. Okay, I understand that. I respect that. You know, we're going to be out here. We're going to try our best. We're going to have fun. And if we happen to win, that's just, just extra. And false, you don't go there to have fun and lose. You go to the win. And if you happen to have fun... That's a bonus. But this, as long as you have fun crap, is why America is weak. Because it starts with the kids. And I'm not going off on a political rant here. It's, it, that's it. It's why America is being weakened. It's because of crap like that. As long as we have fun. No, bro. You bust your ass. You work hard. If you lose, you should be pissed. You don't take it home. Once you walk off the field, that's it. You don't yell and scream and cry and throw stuff. No. You say, oh, damn it. And you move on. That's what you do. You don't bitch and moan about it and make a scene. You understand it sucks. You internalize it. Oh, I'm going to do better next time. And you move on. But play to have fun. Hell no, you don't play to have fun. You play to win. And hopefully in doing so, you enjoy your time. 
It's sports. Sports is life. Not everything is hunky-dory all the time. There is always somebody bigger, stronger, faster, younger, or older, smarter than you. That's life, that's sports. You're always looking to be replaced. Always looking to value of what you can provide to a team, to a job, what your salary is, what your worth is. Are you bringing in revenue? Sports is life. It's not always fun, but you do your best, and sometimes you have fun along the way. But your job is to succeed. That's what you have to do. So he's giving his kumbaya thing. And I had to leave because I had a fantasy football draft to get to. And I tell Amy, yo, you got to hurry up. I, I need to leave. He's kumbaya and I'm going to throw up over here. You know, they're stretching around, and then, then Amy tells me the practice is over. They talk about it. They, everything is good. And the one coach is like, you know, I only heard one kid say, yes, coach, you're in practice. This needs to change or we're going to run laps. We're going to do push-ups. I'm all for disciplining. I'm all for running laps and all this stuff. When there's an issue with somebody acting like a clown, when they're not taking it seriously, because an 11-year-old doesn't say, yes, sir, or yes, coach, no. There's a level of respect. If it's a natural thing, yeah, coach, I got it. Yeah, man, I got it. Yes, sir, I got it. I yes, sir, people all the time. It's just a flow of things. That's, it's, it's a common decency. Oh, you got it, sir, whatever you say. It's just how I talk. But if I'm told so you got to yes, sir, me, <laughs> hell no, I'm not going to yes, sir, you. Get the hell out of here. I'm an adult. You're just another person. Now, these are kids. You show respect to your coach. You show respect to your elder. Yeah, coach, you got it. No problem. If it's a natural flow, coach, what did you say? You got it. You know, No problem. Yes, sir. If the natural, you get a natural flow. But as long as the kid is being respectful... If you don't hear a yes coach, too bad. You know, and I'm supposed to co-coach with these guys. Hell no. I don't, they don't work for me. So we'll see how this goes. If these guys, And again, this is coming from the guy who's only going to be there for 20% of the time. Shut your face, blow the whistle like the other coach wants you to do, and keep your philosophy to yourself. You're not showing dedication to the team, so how in the hell are you going to set rules to that team? No, it doesn't work that way. So I, again, I stayed quiet because half of what the guy, 30% of what he was saying made sense to me. But the kumbaya crap, nah, man, it don't work. Now I don't even like soda, but it's here, you know? So that, like that the other day, you know, stuff like that bothers me, man. People power trip on things. It's something of a problem. But the older I get, the more I see it, you know, the... These people, these adults, or whoever, they need they need this like acknowledgement of something. I don't get it. I'm not one for acknowledgement. I you know I need I need results. Results are what's important. I'm not saying being disrespectful. I'm not saying that's that's an issue. You know, you don't be purposefully disrespectful. But as long as you're not being a real pain in the ass, you know, do what you got to do. Results are what matter, not somebody's feelings. You know, facts don't care about your feelings. So, I mean, it should be a good season. Some of the kids look good. They have Liam playing quarterback. He doesn't really want to do it. He wants to be a receiver. And I told him today that, listen, there's four of you who wanted who, who raised their hand for quarterback play. How many of them can actually throw a football? He's like, only me. And I go, no, I go, say it. Don't be shy. 
If you are right, don't be afraid to say it. The other kids could not throw a football. Liam was throwing very well. I go, so you want to be a receiver. Do you think any of those other three kids would throw you the ball and make you a good receiver? You're, the receiver is 100% dependent on the quarterback. It's in the NFL, college, high school, peewee, optimist, whatever. Flag football, same thing. The If the quarterback can't get you the ball as a receiver, you're nobody. I go, so if you want to contribute as a receiver with a bad quarterback, you're not going to contribute. If you want to contribute to a team as a quarterback to make an okay receiver good, that's what you have to do. Your obligation is to the team, not to show off, not to get your stats. Can you make your team better? You're going to make your team better as a quarterback. You know, he's got to learn to run around and throw the ball on the run and not get nervous and airmail it. But standing still, I mean, he's he's on point. There's no question about it. He's insanely accurate. Like, I, I would play catch with him. And, we, you know, I'd move around, hand, jump, and this, that, and the other. But a certain time would come where four or five passes over my head, the next one that goes by me, I'm not going to get. If it falls to my feet, I'm not bending over. And I put my hands in my chest to the side. You got to hit my hands. I'm not moving my hands from this diamond in front of my chest. From the time he could throw a football, four or five years old, to now 13. If your passes are looking like crap, I'm done chasing them down. Here's the diamond in front of my chest. If you do not hit that, you're going to get the ball. And that's what I would do. I'd walk up and down the driveway. I'd run a little bit. My hands would be right on my chest. And that ball did not make it. He's going to get it. So he calmed it down. Took, he paced himself. He's insanely accurate. It's when he gets nervous, when he gets flustered, is when it all goes sideways. He's running around. He'll airmail air, air mail a ball 10 feet over your head to a guy three feet in front of him because he gets nervous. you got to train that out of him. That's, that's an easy fix. But accurately, when he focuses... He's dead on point. There's no question about it. So I tell him, like, you know, I've re- you, we coach you to be a receiver, coach you to be a quarterback. You can do all these things. But if, but if one thing that you do is needed for a team, you got to do what's needed for the team. Once you give an obligation to a team, you do what needs to be done. Coach tells you, hey, bro, you're going to be the center. Guess what? You're going to be the center. You may not like it, but if that's the best fit, if you can contribute the most – that's what you're going to do. So I was, I was, we said we had people here this weekend and we brought up, we had Joe Rogan. We not we had, I listened to Joe Rogan. He had Aaron Rodgers on his podcast and they got, they got right to talking about COVID and all this other stuff. And they got into politics and there was a, there was a section. They're talking about how bad things are. And, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers asked Joe Rogan, like, yo, what, you know, what can we do to fix this? You know, and Joe Rogan's response was vote Republican. And there's a, there's a guy I converse with on Twitter at times who, you know, he had made some comments about, oh, you guys only like Joe Rogan. You speak when he, when he says your thing. I'm like, no, dude, I like Joe Rogan because there's a good amount that I don't agree with, but I understand I'm looking to understand your position, not agree with it. I'm looking to understand why you think what you think. I'm not going to agree with your democratic mindset most of the time, but I'm going to understand what you mean if you can if you can articulate it and say what you mean. I'm all for it. So he had said something about Aaron Rodgers and the and, and whatever, and I said, listen, 
you know, something about, about being a free thinker. And I told him, I said, listen, here's, there's a clip on there where, let me see, notifications, mentions. I'm trying to find the, uh, the like tweets and replies section where like I know what I sent and what he sent back. But it's easier on the phone than it is on the, uh, on the computer. And I can't find that part. Profile. There it is. Here we go. Tweets and replies. So we're having this conversation about this thing. And I tell him, you know, we're going back and forth about stuff. And I tell him, he's like, so you want X, Y, and Z. I said, Joe Rogan said Obama was the best president he's ever seen. I fully disagree with him. I don't. Un- I, it doesn't mean I'm not going to flip flop. It, me- it means I'm not going to flip flop. He has opinions that I understand and some that I don't. People pick clips that they like to push. He said vote Republican, and I could have clipped that and ran with it, but he said it jokingly and clarified his thoughts. The full thought is more important because it gives the listener uh, to make the decision for themselves, and we need more of that. And sure enough, today, and again, I said that, I could have clipped this, Rogan says, says vote Republican, and I could have pushed it to push, a me- to push a message. And here it is right here, lesson learned. Joe Rogan offers advice to Americans outraged by COVID restrictions, uh, quote, vote Republican. Fox News, Joe Rogan says vote Republican, interview with Aaron Rodgers. And that's all they said. And I told the guys this two days ago. I go, I could have easily done that and ran with it. People are trying to push an agenda. He said the best thing to do is vote for Republican. And he cited Ron DeSantis as a, you know, this is why. They had the same results, if not better, than New York and California. And the state was open. They were free to do what they want. We moved to Texas for this reason. He goes, if right now, if this is, you know, based on what you're doing, your restrictions, how your life is being lived, Right now, the Republicans are the ones to do it, you know, and they both laughed at it, but he gave explanations. He gave reasoning. He didn't just say vote Republican, pound his fist and move on because he's still probably not going to vote Republican. He said it many times. He's never voted Republican. And looking at Aaron Rodgers, how he was speaking, I don't think he's ever voted voted for Republican either. But they both are free thinkers, it looks like, and have seen that like. Elon Musk, like Dennis Prager, Bill Maher even to a certain extent, though he's fully implanted on climate change, that the left, the liberals, the Democratic Party are leaving them behind. Their ideas haven't changed. But the ideas of the left, the radical left, have taken over the Democrats, and those have changed. These guys still feel the same way. But looking at them now, now they're centrists with a little bit left-leaning versus being Democrats, they've always been their entire lives. So think, like say, think for yourselves. I know the old man, he sends me every day. I put on, I put on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Let me see him pulling one of his texts right now. I think it was about Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, a famous actor, uh, has frequently traveled his private jet in recent months, despite his well-known climate change activism, 
So Harrison Ford is flying all over the place. Here he sent me, I put on Twitter the, uh, the other day as well. Prince Harry arrives in an electric car to board his private jet for a one-day polo match. So an electric car, because fossil fuels are bad, to get in an airplane, a private jet that is definitely not battery-powered, to do a one-day polo match, and on top of that, he left his club somewhere, so they had to drive back and get him, and so you know, go from there. So, more gas being used, more fossil fuels, all this stuff. His smart car didn't go pick it up. His, his, uh, whatever this thing is. Not only what it looks like, it's definitely a Land Rover. Let me see what else is there. He also sent me one I put on here about uh, Steven Spielberg. A private jet belonging to Steven Spielberg has burned more than $160,000 worth of jet fuel since June, despite the famous actor's past warnings about global warming, according to a flight tracking database. Spielberg's plane, a Gulfstream G650, has burned at least $116,000 worth of jet fuel over the course of 16 trips spanning nearly 17,000 miles since June 23rd. It's like three months ago. Uh, however, Spielberg has previously stated that global warming, quote, terrifies him, close quote, terrifies him, and ripped people who go blithely through life, I think it's blithely, I'm not sure what that means, I'm not going to look it up, who go care? Who goes? You know, whatever through life without caring about the impact they have on the environment. From a guy dr- flying around a private jet, burning a hundred and sixty thousand dollars worth of jet fuel since June twenty third, the end of June, and we're August thirtieth, June, July, two months. And these are the people, you know, that liberals look up to. These hypocrites. I mean, come on, bro. Pay attention who you're who you who you're aligning yourself with. They're not all bad, but but most of them are full of it. You know, don't talk about animal rights and then eat three Big Macs. You know, don't 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 go to Outback if you're screaming about fur is murder. You know what I mean? If you care about that kind of stuff. Be all encompassing, or keep it to yourself. That you can have your 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 differing opinions. You know what I mean. You're a person. You're not perfect, but if you're on your soapbox trying to get other people to comply, to change, to conform to your nonsense, and you're a hypocrite, you should be called out for it. But if you're not talking about global warming and all this crap, go fly your private jet. I don't care. You've earned it. You've got the money for it. If I had a private jet, I'd be flying it everywhere too. Tax write-offs to go do this, to go do that. Hell yeah, I earned that. But I'm not going to land and and you know come out there with my recyclable water bottle shoes on and my cargo pants and a backwards uh, visor talking about we got to save the turtles. That's not going to happen. Practice what you preach. I practice being a human being, a flawed one, so I don't preach shit. I keep it to myself. If you ask for advice, I'll give you advice, followed by, don't take my advice. My life is in your life. My kids are on your kids. My family is not your family. My job is not your job. Here's how I navigate my stuff. If you can take any of that information 
and work work it for you, by all means, go for it. But do not take my advice word for word. It is not meant to help you with your life because your life is not my life. But here's how I navigate. You know, do with it what you want. Yeah, that's how I do my thing. You know, I'm not going to preach to you. I'm not going to, you know, make you feel bad about your whatever decisions you make. They're your decisions. You know, if you ask an opinion... Or if I think it's like really bad, harmful, hurtful, I'll say something. But, you know, you got some people got to learn the hard way. You know, you can tell someone they're blue in the face, don't do X. Until they do X and realize the consequence, they're going to do it. People, we have a drive to prove other people wrong, it seems like. The underdog, whatever it is. So these climate people... Like I said, man, you want to talk about like Steven Spielberg would terrify us in climate, but he has a private jet that burns hundreds of thousands of dollars of fuel in just less than two months. I mean, come on. Don't preach. And these people, you got you to gotta listen to them. Listen to their BS and then ignore them. See the hypocrisy they do. So tonight, Amy and I were supposed to watch Shit's Creek. She fell asleep again. That's why I'm in here recording late night. Watching The Office. Um, I love that show, The Office. It is so damn good. We put we put some new clips out on YouTube and Rumble. Got you know got some small amount of views. Not bad. Personally, I do. The reaction stuff right now, the two shows that I'm watching are She-Hulk and House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones. I have those reactions on there. I've got a ranking the best characters of The Office reaction on there. You know, I have I have that stuff. And I'm going to start doing some reactions to, like, news and whatnot. I saw something today I wanted to do, but I want it for the video. So I might record it separately and release it separately. But, you know, some things I want to get to, and I'll leave you with this. A couple of things I want to get to is there's a like a kind of quote-unquote PSA from a, uh, a drag queen telling his parents, like, what the hell are you doing bringing your kid to a drag show? What are you doing having your kid slip us dollars? Like, this is an adult entertainment field. You know, we do it at night for a reason. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the curtains. But it's adult time, an adult place. Because what what you're doing to, quote unquote, look hip, to be tolerant, to show you get it, is you're making us look bad. Because people are are telling us that we're the pervs, that we're the weirdos, when we're just performing a show. But your bad parenting, bringing your kids to the show, is a problem. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that video probably sometime later today, and you know give my thoughts on that. I know there's a I haven't yet seen. Maybe if I'm awake tonight, you know if I I know I'm bouncing back and forth tonight today, um, tonight. Is when I record today is when you're listening to it. But um, I need to watch this Matt Walsh thing. I've seen clips. I've seen many clips of his, you know, What's a Woman movie. Many clips. I saw a clip today on Glenn Beck 
talking to Jason Whitlock about Atib, uh, Atib Quilib and him fighting with somebody at a peewee football game that led to somebody getting shot and killed. You know, I mentioned to Steve the other day about my, you know, my nephew's football. It's, I, I see a very different culture out there when I was at the game. You know, there's two, the, they dissolved the team and put into one city. One city is middle class to upper, upper middle class. The other city is middle class to low middle class, I guess you can say. And they mix together. Now, notice what I'm saying, middle class. I'm not talking race because there are the lower middle class people of various races and genders with kids on this team. And there are way upper, upper class, different races and genders on this team. So cultural, or maybe class, you can say, not cultural, then class-wise, there's a very different mindset. One group is for having fun. The other group is for, you got to do this now to get there in the future. And they know the rosters of the kids on the other teams of the 10-year-old team. They know where their brothers play. They know how long the coaches coached. They yell, cuss, scream. They go nuts because it's, it's a way of life. You know, I'm not, I'm not a have-fun person, but I'm certainly not going to lose my mind over a coach making a bad call. It's, you know, it's a coach. But there's an Atib Kweli video where they, they show the fight starting. Now it cuts off the video anyway by the time the guy unfortunately guys he's uh he's married three or four kids you know all this stuff he's happens to be shot and killed by somebody over over a a child's football game so i'm so jason whitlock if you know jason whitlock he's got a lot of opinions on stuff like that obviously you've heard of glenn beck so i'm gonna watch that and get my thoughts on that so those are coming up because i'm trying to again we're trying to open more to um you know a wider audience but the main show is neighborly discourse a couple guys reacting talking about what's going on in the world so that includes political stuff it includes entertainment you know stuff like that it's going to be on there whatever shows that i'm watching movies that i'm watching that i can record and give my thoughts and my reactions to i'm going to and see what happens. The guaranteed not to fail, excuse me, you're guaranteed to fail by doing nothing. You have a chance to succeed by making an attempt. So we're making an attempt. Again, the podcast is a year old. The video stuff is only a few months. You know, YouTube's kicked us off twice for some stuff. I, I don't even know what it is. You know, I see the people talk about certain things on YouTube. And I can't believe they're allowed to say that. And then I say one thing about, you know, as long as Obama, as long as Biden gets elected, they don't care who breaks the rules, and boom, we get kicked off for a week for misinformation on the 2020 election. <laughs> I don't know how the correlation came to be, but, you know, that's what happened to us. So, you know, then the YouTube channel, I changed to Studio IV. So go look it up. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. They're very basic, very early on. Neighborly discourse, again, is still the biggest thing because neighborly discourse, 
We do talk about movies. We do talk about TV. We do talk about sports. We do that neighborly discourse. You know, that's what we do. But the, the channel, Studio IV, that's, again, there's kids stuff. We're going to put on there, Liam and stuff, and Briella with gymnastics and Liam with fishing. You know, I want it to be more encompassing because some people do not want any politics associated with anything. So if you're going to watch, you're going to listen to the show podcast-wise, you know it's going to be political, and you can find those videos in Studio IV channel. You can find the Neighborhood Discourse clips and videos there. The other stuff, the reactions, the movies, Billy Reacts, you'll be able to see TV shows and movies for people who do not want the political stuff. Though I will say when I rate these TV shows, it's a 1 through 10 on five categories. Story, the cast, was it entertaining, can I suspend disbelief, and what is the, the political message? No one's gotten a 50. Actually, the last episode I, I did of um, House of Dragons got 10 out of 10 for the political message, being that there was not one. You know, it, it's, it's known, it's, it takes you know place in like 100 AD, I think, or something like that. You know the place of a woman, the place of a man, but it is in no way thrown in your face. I'm watching She-Hulk, and two episodes now is nothing except for her being in a shadow of a man, her working as hard as she can, but all I see is her looks. Like, I don't want to see that crap. It's not overwhelming, but it's been every episode so far, so they get like a 6 or a 7 out of 10 because it's not bad. It's one or two lines, but the fact that it's there bothers me. I have not, I've not turned the show off based on that political crap. With, you know, House of Dragons, there was none. Everybody was equally getting pushed around. Everybody was equally talking crap. Everybody was equally a badass. It fits. It's a very good show. You know, I did the movie Prey, the Predator movie. It got a 6 out of 10 for the political thing because it was all about her being, you know, not able to be a warrior because she's a girl, because of all this stuff. I don't want to see that. Keep your political crap out of my out of my entertainment. Looking back, I probably should have given it a seven because it wasn't overwhelming. It was just there and I found it annoying. But it wasn't enough to make me not watch the movie. It wasn't enough to make me turn it off. And I'll probably watch it again because Predator is is is, is my one of my top movie characters of all time. Thanos, Jason Voorhees, Jason, Friday the 13th, Jason, Jack Sparrow, and The Predator. No particular order. Those are my four favorite characters when it comes to movies. So nothing has been, nothing's turned me off yet. Now, if I, I watched this show a while back, uh, God's Favorite Idiot with uh, Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone, her husband. It is the most wussified show for men, the most... Like it, it was so that way politically. I watched it because it was funny. It got you know it had some good parts to it. It was a it was a different kind of show. But the overall theme was him being such a nice guy. He was chosen to you know help people spread the word of God. Except when you watch him, he's an apologetic. Ever it's it's I think at one point I, it had to have been a joke. 
Because he couldn't even say a sentence without apologizing for every single thing that's ever happened to him, to a woman, his entire life. Like, it almost seemed joking, except for it wasn't. That's the basis of this show. It would have gotten like a three for me for political message. And I probably won't watch that show again. If the second season comes out, I'll maybe give it a shot. But I'm definitely not rewatching it. And I'm definitely not recommending it to anybody unless you want to, unless you're a man hater, then you can go ahead and watch it. God's favorite idiot. But if you are not, you're probably not going to like it. Same with we saw, was it senior year, I believe, with uh, Rebel Wilson on Netflix. That was a virtue signaling identity politic crapshoot watching that one. They would have gotten a two from me for political stuff. Like, it was just, like, I'll never watch it again. It was okay funny. It was just, oh, my God, it was the worst. You know, not, not, not just the political stuff. Just in general, there was a bad movie, and adding your political crap to a bad movie makes it nearly unwatchable. And listen, got my friends will tell you, Amy... Be hard pressed to find a movie I did I I, I don't like. I, I like most things. I like She Hulk. The world hates it. I think it's funny. You know, I know it's not Hulk. I know it's not a staple in the MCU. They're trying to make it. It ain't gonna make it. But I know that. But it's it's entertaining. So I can suspend my disbelief. It gets it gets an eight in the suspending of disbelief because I know what it's meant to be. But that's it. That's our show. A simple and easy one. You know, that's, you know, Wednesday. I'm going to try to get the old man he's listening to him now, probably finding out now. Try to get him in here, you know, Thursday for, uh, you know, a combo show for Friday. Me and the old man talking about stuff and things. But uh, so that's it. Neighborly Discourse and all the socials at N underscore discourse. YouTube is Studio IV. Studio IV. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, S-I-V underscore Billy. Rumble is all still the same. They get uploaded simultaneously to YouTube and to Rumble. You know, watch the videos, share the videos, all that stuff. Comment on them. Appreciate your support, everybody who's watching, who's listening, who's sharing. Again, we thank you. You guys have a good day.